This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Rant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 142, Smurf Stomping. So uh, we're Gargamel? That's how we're playing this? That's right. I, I like to be Azrael, but yeah. <laughs> well, I-, I guess it doesn't really matter who it is as long as we're not in the Smurfs, nah, right? We stomped them good. <laughs> So, uh, first off, yes, I'm back. Um, Fortune was a little sick last week. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, th- th- just just to give you guys an idea of how my weekend went starting with Thursday, I wake up Thursday with a sore throat. I think, whatever, I'll be good. You know, I'll just take some medicine. It'll go all away during the day. No, it just gets a little worse and worse. I come home from work early to try to rest and do anything. Uh, I was somehow awake enough and, and not actually sick. Just a really bad sore throat to re- to do the editing part of uh, which apparently I fucked up like we did Truman before we started recording, um, yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> then uh, Friday I stay home from work again, feeling sick, not actually sick, but sore throat sick. Um, go to my in-laws for Mother's Day. Wake up on Saturday morning with a terrible backed-up sinus and all the pressure that comes with it, like. My eyebrows, my head, like all that crap. Same in the Sunday. I come home, and this is where it gets a nice and interesting. I forgot to set up the recording of the Red Bulls game because uh, I was an idiot. I didn't get to leave New Jersey till around, I think it was like 8.45. So I was on the road as the game ended. So, of course, I haven't watched anything because it's Mother's Day, and I can't really do that. With you know, I sit down and watch a game and avoid everybody for two hours somehow managed to avoid Twitter and Facebook and everything else until Monday night where I was able to watch the game thanks to a, uh, a friend of mine who, quote, DVR'd the game and let me go over his house and watch. Mm-hmm. And I've been basically playing catch-up ever since. You know what's funny? You, you, <laughs> you talk about uh, that you were somehow able to avoid Facebook and Twitter. It was just a sad state of affairs in, in these days where... It's not that hard to avoid Facebook and Twitter. You just don't go on them. I know exactly what you're talking about because you just so you just so want to go see what's going on social media. But uh, we're just we're just sad. I, I feel sad that I grew up as a kid not needing these things, and now I can't stay away from them. It's <laughs> absolutely terrible. What what makes it uh, kind of doubly worse for me is I know I've mentioned on the site before, but you know I'm I'm now managing editor of Once a Metro. So I basically had to leave the site alone for a day and let everybody else run it, which is not the best thing to do as a managing editor. Let me just get that out there. So it, it was so you, an interesting you, week or weekend. You were, you, were the, you were the teacher that said, all right, kids, listen, I have to leave the room. Molly's in charge for the next half hour. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although instead of half hour, it's um, I think it was like 26 hours. So <laughs> it was it was interesting, to say the least. Well, at least you were helping run the Once a Metro page and not whatever that blue team has because, uh, well, we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. Put it that way. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know. I, I, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, there is a lot to talk about today, a lot, a ton. Yes, a lot. So, so much and so, in fact, we decided to skip on the guest. Yeah, too much to talk about. It had nothing to do with us being too lazy to find the guest. Not at all. No, not, nothing at all. We're a professional, all right? Very. We wanted to save our guest from having to discuss this stuff because he would just find it boring, but not you guys. We know that you want us to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's get into it. New yes. York Red Bulls 
hosting New York City FC for the first time ever. Uh, the supporters in the South Ward had two different TIFOs before this match. Uh, one about New York being red to the core, and the other one, which is the, the only one I saw in the broadcast, I guess the first one uh, happened before the broadcast started. Uh, the second one was, uh, I, I forget all the words, but it was, it was uh, like second team, no stadium or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, 20, I years, 20 years late and a stadium short. Thank you. I, it's not even close to what I was saying, but <laughs> it works. Yeah, and the uh, Man City Light written on the shirt. Yeah, it's a big, big drawing of a jolly elvish fellow. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> or a churlish baby. <laughs> I, I, I think it more was of a, a, a droopy character, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, and on the other getting, side of the stadium, close. by the way. On the other side of the stadium, by the way. What? The, hold on, hold on. We're, we're going to get to that. I want to. I want to okay. get all of this at the same time. Everything, everything we're going to talk about their fans. Everyone knows what we're already going to. Okay. Do, okay. We'll, gonna we'll, we'll save the fans. We're going to get to that after the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll save the fans up. Uh, so on the field, uh, Red Bulls came out on like like a team possessed, uh, just dominating yes. New York City FC. Uh, I think it was a fourth minute goal by uh, Bradley Phillips, which is up for goal of the week, by the way. Um, I don't know. if when the voting closes, but I know it's up for a goal of the week. Um, Lloyd Sam with a ridiculous one-on-one against um, whatever his name is. It doesn't really matter. He's just got completely... He, he got the MLS version of posterized. Let's go, let's go with that. With, let's with let Sam, the world know his name. It's R.J. Allen. R.J. Yeah. Allen's the one who got schooled. But, like, that that cross was inches from being out. <laughs> That's how close Lloyd Sam was and how much he rolled that line to get Bradley Phillips that ball. Then Ray Phillips follows up in the second half on one of the most beautiful counters I've seen out of the New York Red Bulls in the years I've been watching them. Uh, Lloyd Sams going up the right, an amazing cross, leading cross on top of that, to uh, Sasha Kleschen on the left, who has an amazing touch with his chest, puts it right in front of Bradley Ray Phillips, who all he has to do is tap it in. It, it was a thing of beauty. Don't and, forget the Lawrence, the slide on the ball uh, on the oh, Red Bull right. side. Too. That's right. Cause Start Kamar, that. Kamar Lawrence, who, by the way, should probably get man of the match uh, mentioned for this uh, game, uh, had, an ama- had an amazing tackle on it that put it right in front of Lloyd Sam. <laughs> it was like a perfect setup. And then, uh, unfortunately, New York, F- or New York City FC did get one back. Uh, I think it was like the 76th minute. Uh, I don't even remember who scored, honestly. It was just the whole def- the whole back line kind of fell asleep for a minute, and Robles was kind of left hiding, so... Um, but let's get into our likes and dislikes. And I am going to go first on dislikes. Oh. Because I'm going to the well on this one. <laughs> I, I, I want to... I, I wonder what this is going to be about. I want to get it out of the way. That's why. Yeah. Gee, gee, what could Jay be mad about? Well, I imagine that one of you would have mentioned something about this. I wanted to be the first to get it out. <laughs> We're all going to talk about it. So let's I know. Go. Alan Kelly, what are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> uh. my, I'm, I'm just going to list it. The first Miyazaki yellow card I don't think should have been a yellow. Maybe a foul, yes, but not a yellow. Uh, I'll give you the second yellow card. That's that's legit. That was He, he stopped a legit goal-scoring opportunity. It wasn't a denial of an obvious one, but it was enough for a card. Um, let's see. Uh, who was it? Uh, and this one's actually on one of the ARs. I don't know which one. Um Dane Richards being offside in his own half of the field. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's the linesman, not Kelly. I know. That's what I said. That's the linesman, not that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Somehow New York City FC going to add a card until past the 80th minute. Well, I, I tweeted out why. I mean, Don Garber would, would have deported Alan Kelly's family if uh, if they, <laughs> they were given a, or any early yellow cards to NYFC. So, makes sense. Um, let's see. The fouls were actually kind of even. It was 13-11. But, uh, yeah, so those are my big ones. Just, I, I have no idea what he's thinking. Uh, as usual, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> as usual, I don't care Alan, what you think. <laughs> Alan Kelly uh, did not actually rep that bad of a game. I mean, I, I suppose he could have warned, um, he could have warned Matt Miazga on the first uh, card. He certainly could have. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, that's all Matt Miazga. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's got to, after being on a yellow, he's got to, Toned down his game. They said it on Seeing Red. You, you gotta 
you just can't keep playing the way you've been playing. You can't give them a reason to throw you out of the game. Uh, so really, it was Matt Miazga. And we've seen this out of Miazga before. So it's not like all of a sudden some, like, you know, this is just some uh, random center back who's never had a foul in life. He's gotten a little crazy and gotten, uh, you know, the double yellow card before. And, uh, you know, so, no, I'm, I'm definitely not with you. I mean, the linesman for that uh, offside call, obviously, that was nonsense. But other than that, I, I really do believe Alan Kelly had a good game. I'm defending him like I did last year when he gave that PK to RS. I think it was – no, wait, who was it? Uh, well, it was against Thomas and Olave, but I forget who the, the team was against. Uh, was, it, was, it against was it against Colorado? Was that the standing – Yeah, yeah, it was Colorado. The one I'm going to stand here but somehow foul somebody penalty. He just <laughs> left his feet in that play. Well, whatever, that was a fucking year ago. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was there for that one. So Yeah, you were there for that one because, yeah, you could tell from the stands how it looked. Sure, when I could watch well, it in slow motion. It was right in front of the supporter section. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> whatever. The supporter section is uh, a, being aware of what's going on. The field vantage point is one of the worst places to watch a game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it's, yeah, no, Alan Kelly did not do a bad job in this game. The refs did not, well, they didn't screw us over. We won. So, uh, you know, Jay, once again, you were wrong. <laughs> Was that your dislike? <laughs> my, my, my dislike is Matt Miazga being an idiot. Yeah, and yeah. and I will agree. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you guys were paying attention to Twitter at all, but Mike Pecky was watching the game and discussing uh, the entire situation. Um, and I was kind of I was kind of on, on point with Mike, you know, with the cards. But you, you knew... When Miazga got that first yellow card so early in the game, I, I knew it was trouble. Because mm-hmm. a kid like him, that early, he's going to get that second yellow card. You, it's, Something's going to happen. It's just way too early for a central defender to pick up a card and then somehow not get a second one. Because it's just one of those positions where you're going to play, you know, you're going to play t- tough and you're going to make challenges. They were both very, very absolutely silly. The second one was completely unnecessary, as they pointed out on the broadcast. They pointed out everywhere. You didn't really have to make that tackle. Nothing. No. It wasn't a pure goal-scoring chance. It was very, very ridiculous, uh, yeah. and it's really all his fault. And on the flip side, um, like Mike said on Twitter, you know, maybe the referee could have said, hey, look, listen, you know... I'm going to cost you this one time, but the next time you are going to get the second card and you're out of here. There's, there is that side, too. You know, you can understand the magnitude of the game. It's a national broadcast, blah, 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 blah. There is that. But it's really, again, it is all on Matt Miazga. It's his fault. Two completely senseless fouls, especially the second one, was just so unnecessary. Uh, had he not come out of the game, how many scores? How many? Go- I think the Red Bulls could have won four nothing had oh, had he not come out. I think my prediction could have been could have come true. Oh yeah. Well, the Red Bulls probably should have been up like two or three nothing by the time he came out of that game. There's yeah, just, there was just very a few missed chances that should have went in. Uh, let me had- sorry, I want to add real quick because I for- I forgot about this. Um, Lloyd Sand being taken out from behind by a guy who was obviously not playing for ball and getting nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Just just remember that one. Yeah. Hey, it, let me throw this dislike in since we don't want to make it all about Matt Biaska. <laughs> BWP, just pass the ball, buddy. Just pass it. Three nothing. Pass the ball. We're up three nothing. You know, I, I'm gonna give him a pass on this one. If you listen to his comments, he says that he he knew Perinell was offside on the original pass and didn't know if he was onside when he was when he could have made the pass, and that's why he chose to shoot. FIFA's offside rule, grant, now granted, Paranel established himself back on side, so he w- could have been legal. But FIFA's made their offside rule so goddamn convoluted that I can't blame Ray Phillips not understanding whether or not Paranel was on side. With, with all the different things, like, oh, I'm in an offside position, but I'm passive. I'm passive, but I'm somehow, I'm not doing anything, but I'm blocking somebody from doing something else, like, just by line of sight. When it comes to judges like that, like, of course, players are going to start getting in their heads whether a person's onside or not. It just makes things a little more... Um, conv- are complicated in in real time. I mean, it's easy enough for us to sit here and say, oh, you should have passed it because he was onside. But, no, he had maybe like three seconds to make up his mind. Yeah. You think he's going to think the whole offside rule in that three seconds? He's going to break it down as coming down the field. Yeah, I'm right. He's a professional athlete. <laughs> break it down. I mean, like, well, let's put it this way. If you're going to take those one-on-one chances of which he had two in that game, you gotta finish him. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have finished it. I'm just saying that I, I forgive him for the thinking of Pernell being offside part. Of course you forgive him. He's not a ref. <laughs> oh, come on. Even refs get offside wrong, apparently. <laughs> Especially when there's a white line to use as a judge. <laughs> I mean, all right, uh, <laughs> let's move off of this. Uh, I, I know Pat just wants to rip into it a little bit more, but we're going to move on um, to our likes. And, Pat, we'll let you go first. What did you like the most about this one? Uh, I actually like the uh, the play of the back line after Miazga went down. I mean, they really they threw they were throwing themselves around like crazy to keep uh, you know. I mean, they they kept NYC off, FC off the board as long as they could. Uh, Kamar Lawrence, who is I believe uh, named to Team of the Week on ESPN, MLS Soccer, and Pro Soccer Talk and, uh, on NBC Sports, uh, he had a magnificent game. Um, they really were. They were throwing their bodies around throwing themselves in front of shots, uh, you know, cleaning up any chances NYCFC had for the most part. Uh, being a man down for almost an hour, I mean, you really got to give hats off to that uh, back line. So, yeah, that, the, the play of the back line is my uh, like of the week. I'm just going to add to it. I mean, we we already talked about the beautiful, uh, you know, the second goal, that counterattack goal. And, yeah, Lawrence was just – God, he was, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched the game again. He was just uh, – Unbelievable play. I don't think anybody really had him predicted to be playing this well or even in the starting lineup. No. You know, not yeah. at all. But the guy, he is just, he's, he, he killed it in that game. And um, I'm not just going to say that it's, an, it's against an expansion team. I'm not going to use that excuse as to why the team played well. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely great, great standing up by the defense and especially him. What more can you say, honestly? They really did. They played their asses off. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, who would have thought one game back from injury, Roy Miller would have been replaced? I'd stunned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you two years ago, you ask us, everybody wants Roy Miller out. Now, like, going into the season, everybody wanted him in, and now all of a sudden it's back out. But this time, it's not for anything he did. Well. <laughs> it's for somebody else being better. Well, now, now how interesting will it be if Roy Miller comes back while uh, Kamar Lawrence is away with the Copa America team? And Way Miller plays even better than Kamar Lawrence. Then look, <laughs> look at the problem, uh, or the good problem, I should say, that Jesse yep. Marshall has. I was say, good. That's absolutely a good problem to have. And we were kind of worried. We were a little worried early in the season with the defense, but it's proven. It's proven so far in this early season that it has not been the issue. Mm. And kind of to feed into uh, my like, Carl uh, Carl Wimet, Wimet, I I got to learn how to say his name. Uh, I, think, I think you had it right on the first shot. I, I, I had one of them right. Um, yeah. Anyway, he stepped into this game not having played any significant playing time with the senior team, and it is honestly because of the fact that we have a USL team that he's played on, which is why he was able to do so. Yeah. yeah. This His performance proves the need of a USL team, or before that, a competent, or sorry, a full reserve league. Because it allows, and this is part of the thing, because USL team is trying to play the same style, formation, everything that the senior team is doing. So we met has experience playing that system. So now all of a sudden it becomes like it's supposed to. It's a cog in a system. He may not be as good. He may not be rated as good as the person that's in there to begin with, but he can step in and provide a similar um, approach to the game and do what needs to be done in terms of the overall scheme of the team. And that is, I, I think this game kind of proves the usefulness of USL, uh, at least to those that are paying attention to it. And what that's exactly what John Wolniak said, that for Red Bull 2, the results, that is not the number one priority with the team. It is learning the senior team system. That yeah. is the biggest part, and so far it has paid off. Yeah. All right, so Truman, you can lead us off on this. Because this is the part that we've been holding off on. Well, I I want to start off just talking about the general atmosphere of Sunday uh, before we make completely rip on the Blue fans because there's a ton, absolute ton to talk about with those idiots. But this was one. I'm playoff games aside. This was one of the most exciting regular season games I've ever been to. Um, Maybe it's in the top three. I think the supporter shield game obviously being number one. But, you know, the blue team didn't want to talk about how important this was. Clearly you, you saw and you heard how important it was to the Red Bulls to establish being the team in the New York area 
the fans, the fans were there at, at kickoff. They were in. You know, they, there were some trickling in later, but for the most part, that place was almost completely full at seven o'clock. Like we said, Red Bulls came out for that first five minutes, and they were crazy. <laughs> they lost a little steam, and then maybe from the sixth to tenth minute. But um, what a what a great game! What a great atmosphere! This Southward was so loud. It's hard to tell how loud it is when you're in there, but when you see the replay and you see people posting video of just how crazy it was, it was nuts. I mean, it was what a just. It was awesome. Uh, after the game, the players were celebrating like they'd won a trophy. Like, they really – they took this seriously. They wanted this game more than any other game so far this season. So, so you know, blue team, they can kind of – the team can – you know, the, the coach, Christ, he can talk about how much it does. It's just another game. It's not just another game. Because if they had won this, they've been bragging it up all week. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, all the fans after the game chanting New York is red, the players were chanting it with the fans in front of the South Ward. Everybody, Jesse Marks was just pumping his fist, big smile on his face. Really, really just a great, absolutely great game to go to. I can't wait to go to the game at Yankee Stadium and then uh, and then the third game in August. So let's talk about the Blue fans, shall we? <laughs> let's talk about how they embarrassed themselves the entire day. I will start with the first thing, Jay. I'll let you then bring up what you wanted to bring up before. Um, they got kicked off the path. Ah. They got kicked off the path because they were pretty much trying to hold up trains and fill up trains by themselves. Then they have the audacity to talk to newspaper reporters and complain about how long it takes to get to Red Bull Arena. <laughs> you, know why long, you know why it takes long? Because you got kicked off, you dummies. <laughs> Oh, it takes 90 minutes. Yeah, because you got kicked off and had to wait for the next train. It's it's your fault it took so long. Yours. What a bunch of morons. <laughs> that is like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So, I mean, they started off not having a good day. Now, Jay, please, in, indulge yourself and uh, talk about the next dumb thing they did. All right, so I mentioned the two TIFOs by the Rebels uh, supporters. The New York City fans decided to pull out their own, quote, TIFO. <laughs> and, and I say, quote, because it's just a banner. I, I, I don't think they understand the definition of the word TIFO. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll forget that part for now. If you're going to bring a banner to a stadium, it helps if you hang it up the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging it up upside down is not a good thing to do. Unless... You're trying to signal that your team is in distress, which it clearly right. is. <laughs> they should have done it towards in the second half. Well, it's fair. I mean, they are in distress. I mean, I think a couple of them, their heads shrunk and exploded and melted after watching this team recently. Yeah, uh, one of I think I saw uh, that in a video. Yeah. I think I had. I think like two or three of the once metro guys were there, and one of them, um, at least privately, I don't remember if he put it out on Twitter or not, took a picture of one of the NYCSC capos with his head down in a phone. In the game, <laughs> so I don't know if he was looking up a song list. I, I mean, they have books, so I don't know why he needs his phone for it. But it's just. And I right now I should get a sponsorship from Samsung because let me tell you guys, I, I'm gonna pimp the Galaxy S6 with the double tap the button and bring the camera up because I was able to take a picture of that and so so fast of their upside down sign and post it on Twitter. So hats off. To the new Galaxy. Uh, I expect to check in the mail anytime. Uh, but I mean, it was great. I posted it a bunch of people. And then, you know, I looked at my friend Jen. I said, you know, I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to have banners hanging over the electronic ribbon. You know, I'm pretty sure that's what she goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, fine. Well, then they flipped it and they got it right. And as soon as they got it right, they had to take it down. <laughs> and then they, they put it where it's supposed to go, uh, which is on top of the upper deck. You can put it on that wall at the very top of the steps. That's where they're allowed to kind of put those long banners. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, more banners they get to hang in their own stadium. Yeah. Um, um, I'd love to fit them next to the team bought ones, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't see those. And the, to the top the night off, they did this super classy thing of sending a smoke bomb off in the lower section. Now, yeah. I don't know if it got down into the lower section or if it was just someone in the lower section who set it off, whatever, and then throwing one onto the field. 
I did not so see that. Job. Was that after the game? No, that was during the game. In the huh. second half. There I are pictures. There's pictures. So good job, assholes. It, it must have been off camera and the, the stadium people were on it real quick, and that's why I didn't get picked up by the uh, cameras. Probably because the play was coming down towards the south ward uh, when it was thrown. That's where. Well, I mean, that's where the action was on, on the Red Bull attack the whole game, pretty much. Yeah. I, saw, um, I saw a picture of it somewhere online afterwards. Yeah, there is. There's there's a couple photos. But, you know, they really were classless a-holes. Uh, I remember walking to the stadium and this guy behind us going, Oh, Red Bulls, they never, they've, haven't, they've never sold a game out. Nah, wrong. They never, they've never sold a game out. They, they didn't sell out the USA game. Wrong. So, that's not a Red Bulls game, jackass. Right, well, that's how smart they are. They also, did, they also did sell out the Cherokee game. Yeah, well, right, and they've also sold out multiple games. Yeah. Uh, let's see, New England playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, most playoff games. Uh, games since D.C., rivalry games. He goes, well, they have us to thank for selling all this one. The first yeah. fucking game ever right. in Red Bull Arena. Sold out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, right. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the first two. Yeah. I mean, if we want to keep piling on, I mean, what, I think I saw Ainsley uh, tweet that, you know, a couple of them were talking through the moment of silence for a, uh, a cop who was killed. Uh, you New know, York City cop, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, and then, like, I think they were also saying stuff like, uh, he's a fascist anyway, or, I mean, like, again, this is all stuff I'm hearing secondhand. I'm sure it also wasn't all of the third rail, so, you know, there's that. There's, um, Dave Martinez tweeted some, uh, Jerichoff was like, uh, hey, son, don't forget this is actually New Jersey, and everybody here is an idiot. It's like, all right, why don't you have some class, dude, you know, around your kid. Like, come on. Uh, so it's just, you know, it's, it's, yeah, well done. I can't wait to invade your stadium June 28th. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, to finish it off, they let some illiterate moron write for their blog page, which Pat, you did a fantastic job interviewing by yourself last week. That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't, it but, wasn't, it wasn't Rafa that wrote the piece. Just so everybody understand I know, that. I know. I know it's just some some jagaloon. They just like come in and write, you know, their own little piece. Uh, pretty much claiming that, uh, you know, the team, the Red Bulls made those TIFOs, and it wasn't the fans that made them. Yeah. And it wasn't the fans who spent the money to create those. Because those were sitting in the stands when the fans poured in. This idiot not realizing that people, fans, get into the stadium early, supporters going early to set everything up. I mean, he wouldn't know that a Yankees I, I Truman, come on. Soccer wasn't invented before this year, right? Right. Yeah, it was well, invented when they opened Yankee Stadium in 2009. Which, by the way, I I, th I think it was on like the New York Red Bulls discussion group on Facebook. I, I can't remember where I saw it. It was a picture of a post somewhere, someone bragging about the number of trophies at Yankee Stadium is greater than the number of trophies won at Red Bull Arena. One, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you guys are in your first year. Don't even talk about trophies your team didn't win. Two, the new Yankee Stadium only has one trophy, and that's a World Series title, <laughs> compared to one supporter shield. Yeah, so we're tied. <laughs> yeah, math is fun, kids. And, and last I checked, uh, Babe Ruth wasn't kicking soccer balls over the fence. <laughs> or, if, no. or, if, or if he was, it was in pre-games. And yeah. If it was, it was during one of his, like, man, I'm drunk, I'm going to kick a ball over the fence. It's very, it's very upsetting because you'd like to think that most New York sports fans are intelligent, but I don't know where these idiots came from. I really don't. I, I just, I, I just I don't. don't know. I, I don't. And and this is, this goes back to the whole creation of NYCFC thing for me. If there are fans in New York that like soccer, and I understand there are some that don't like MLS, so I'm not necessarily addressing those people. But if you like soccer and you like MLS, why the fuck weren't you at the Red Bulls games? Like it just doesn't to. make sense. Well, I mean, come on, Jay. Like, Jay, it's it's too hard to get to, but Giant Stadium and MetLife Stadium not hard to get to. Oh, but those are New York teams because they originally played in New York, so it's yeah. all okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Idiots. I, I I know I don't have the longest commute. I, I think we I think there's somebody that wrote into the show once and said it goes like three hours each way to a game. But if like I can drive two hours and this guy can drive three. You can fucking brave a public transportation in which you do jack shit but sit there to get to a game. And not for 90 minutes when it's not your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what, and, and I, 
and I know I'm going to end up pimping another podcast to do this. Go down to the football factory. They have a bus that takes you with beer. Yeah. 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 Like, there's options. If you really, really did care before NYCFC came around, you would have fucking done it. But no, you guys are just fucking jackasses that are making excuses because you're too goddamn scared to go across the river. Which doesn't even make sense in the first place because the Jets and Giants play over there. Maybe they're vampires. I mean, vampires can't cross water, right? But vampires <laughs> can't be out during the day either. They were and they were at the game on uh, Sunday. Ah, the sun, it's evil. <laughs> good, good, thing, good thing for them. The uh, there's a cover at uh, Red Bull Arena. I mean, I think there's something to this vampire theory. I mean, I dated a girl from New York, and they're, like every weekend I was out till like four or five in the morning. <laughs> so. <laughs> She never sucked my blood, though. So that that kind of puts some puts something into the vampire theory against it. But eh, you know, all right, let's... we can end that conversation right there. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good spot that's, to end. That's how I do it. <laughs> I know how to end the conversation. Pat Pat comes in and drops and drops it and just ends everything right there. That's how he does it. <laughs> Once all it right. gets random, it's time to go. With that, we're gonna take a break. I know you don't have a guess. But we're gonna take a break. I don't think we ever reviewed our predictions. Oh, that's God. Yeah, good point. Thank you. Yeah. Um, predictions. So uh, most people got the win right. Let's see. Um, only one person predicted a loss, which I don't know why. I, I, I have to go back and look. Um, I see a red bladder. No, he's not a red bladder. <laughs> um, everybody that give me a prediction for the site called it a win, except for one person. So they all got that. Um, let's see. Aaron Bauer. Um, Let's play FIFA, which was done by Anthony Salentano this week, and Steve Toto all had two one. Everybody else got the win, but not the not the full three points. So prediction standings is now Truman's in first with ten. Let's play FIFA. Jumps past me, <laughs> the number two with nine points. I am in third with eight. Aaron and Robert in and Austin fight are tied with uh, six points. Oh no, I'm sorry. Aaron's in fourth because he's a tiebreaker. Um. The Red Bull Rant guest is tied with Lester Townsend with five points. Uh, Frank McDory, Steve Toto, four points. Pat, Anthony, and Jason RBNY with three points. And Shiloh Grayson with one. How, how is that possible? How is that possible? I only have three points. Oh. He only got three win-loss draws. He didn't get any of the uh, full match prediction right. Wow. I really, get three. I really only got three right. I feel like I predicted more wins. You, you predicted more wins, but they were draws. I don't know about this. This sounds fishy. You have the spreadsheet. You can go look. <laughs> I'm way too lazy to do that. <laughs> and I think that's why you know I'm so lazy. So you're just fixing this stuff. Fixer. You can also check all the old agendas. At least ones we have. Yeah, so. yeah I want to check those either. <laughs> all right. So with that, we will now take a break. Um, I know we said we don't have a guest. We're going to take a break so we can uh, bring to you a NYRB2 uh, recap from Aaron Bauer. So we'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. NYCFC, blah! This is Aaron Bauer here for your NYRB2 update for Red Bull Rant. Last weekend, NYRB2 hosted the Harrisburg City Islanders at Red Bull Arena. In a scene all too familiar for Red Bulls fans, NYRB2 fell in a late goal to the Harrisburg City Islanders. Defender Andrew John Baptiste put NYRB2 up early in the match before Harrisburg equalized in the 23rd minute. The game continued into the second half before around the 86th minute, NYRB2 regular Leo Stoles picked up a red card on his second yellow of the game. Stoles will miss the next NYRB2 match. And with the team down a man, they conceded in stoppage time to give Harrisburg all three points. NYRB2 will feature its next match at Baker Field in Columbia University at the tip of Manhattan in the Inwood neighborhood. It will be the first match for NYRB2 at its new home. Earlier this season, NYRB2 faced off against the Charleston Battery, drawing 1-1 in the club's first ever away match. Next Sunday, NYRB2 will return to Red Bull Arena against FC Montreal for their last match at, at their original home. Following that match, NYRB2 will go on a lengthy road trip before returning back to New York City on July 12th. This has been your NYRB2 update, and once again, go Red Bulls. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant. 
uh, we have a match coming up on Friday. So if you're listening to this, it's probably the, the day of the match. Um, short turnaround for the Red Bulls compared to uh, their opponent, SC Dallas. Uh, the game is uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on this Friday. So uh, and it's on Univision Deportes. Oh, boy. Well, that's because um, NYCFC is apparently playing at 7. So that And you can't put a game at 7 o'clock in Dallas except for when it's against Colorado and nobody will be there. <laughs> um, would you happen to, wait, hold on. Would you happen to know, and I'm going to look it up real quick in case you don't know who the starting keeper is for FC Dallas? Is it still Raul Fernandez? Uh, isn't it Dan Kennedy? I, I don't know. I'm asking you guys because there's something very important. I thought I'm going to look it up. Right now. How this works. You said you're great radio, folks. I am. I'm looking. But I, I figured I'd ask first because I, I'm getting somewhere. Okay, so Dan Kennedy. All right, Jesse Gonzalez. So I'm going to say Dan Kennedy's their starter. The reason I ask, the only reason I ask, is because during the game, if he makes a save, are we going to hear... I don't have the... Uh, I, I removed it from the soundboard well, after yeah. that episode. Do, do, does that announce team do both games? That's see, that's a good question. I, I'm going to assume that they do it somewhere, like in New York or something like that, and they will be doing both games. I mean, but, I just I hope there's like a B team and they're even more illiterate. Oh god, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, or, like, or, like or, they they dig Dennis Miller out. He's like, yeah, he did sports once. Like oh, Dan yeah. Kennedy, they <laughs> made. Remember well Dan, Dan Kennedy made the stop there like the Allies did against the Nazis at El Alamein. You know what I'm saying? Listen, yeah, listen, oh. babe. Listen, babe. That Lewis Rubbles, he can make a good safe, huh? Yeah, listen, babe. All right, babe. Pol- political humor worked on Monday Night Football. Why not on Friday Night Soccer? Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I save Lewis Rubbles. I put the white glove on the right ball and the bullet. So here's the question. If there's a B team, what worse phrase can they use? No, I don't bullet. know. I don't know. Lloyd Sam just weaved through the defense there of FC Dallas like the Mongols through the Great Plains of Asia. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, I'd say it can't can get we, worse, but it could. Can we? Can we get Dennis? Uh, you know, not now. Now I want Dennis Miller doing <laughs> the uh, Univision Deportes games. Can we? Can we get him on the phone? Wait, wait, hold on. Better idea. Let's do a weekly recap of the games with Dennis Miller as the Sports Center anchor. We could try. Because then, then all you do is get the best moments. You don't have to wade through a whole 90 minutes for him to make a comment. I, I, I have to admit, I have thought about doing old-timey, old-timey uh, reviews. Old-time radio? Like an old newsreel, like... Ah, well, a good one this week. The New York Red Bulls. They took on NYCFC at Rebel Arena in Arison. Ah, oh, here we go in the fourth minute. Floyd Sam weaves around the defense and kicks a nice little pitch, and BWB puts it away. The question is, how much has he been practicing that? <laughs> Looks like former president Ulysses S. Grant has come to the game today. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge was there to take on the game, and he threw out the first ball, even though you don't throw a ball, Chaka. The only thing missing now are the women from Texas. Oh, well, Listen. we're talking about SC Dallas, so. I know. That's what I'm saying. If they're, if they're not on the show at some point, then we're... Then, then we're doing something wrong here. No, or, hold no. on. I'll give them a call. Maybe they'll come later. Hold on. Let me. I'm going to mute and give them a call real quick. Hold on. <laughs> you guys continue. I'm going to make a phone call. Be right back. All right, okay. Pat. While, while he's making this phone call, you, uh, you you give your prediction for Friday night. Uh, I don't think the Red Bulls going to win. Uh, I, you know, and I have a feeling like it's going to be one of those things where everyone will panic. Like, like I mean, look, the Red Bulls are due a bad loss this season. I think it could come. Uh, in this game, I mean, they got short turnaround. FC Dallas is a very strong team. Uh, you know, it, it's it really is a worrisome game. Um, you know, uh, uh, they got to travel down to Dallas, obviously. Uh, even though, I mean, the you know your big loss is obviously Matt Miazga, but the defense has did play well with them, so that may not be an issue. But I, I just think there's too much, co- uh, you know, coming together. Uh, for the Red Bulls to have a, a bad game here, unfortunately. So I'm actually going to go with a 3-1 FC Dallas win. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I, I think the loss is definite. The, the scoreline I'm hoping is uh, not so bad. But um, uh, but my hope is that this is the big letdown game 
uh, and then everything else is smooth sailing the rest of the season. Uh, I'm going to assume Truman. Well, Pat, oh, wait. Oh, I was wrong. He, hold on. Truman, I let him go for a little while. Pat, I just have to tell you something. All right. I live around Dallas, Texas, okay, and the team doesn't play in Dallas. It plays in Frisco, and Frisco is a little bit of a drive down to da- from Dallas, Texas. They have great barbecue down there. Let me tell you. Mm, it's just fantastic. Uh, but I think the Red Bulls are going to be in a bit of trouble down there. It's going to be very hot. It's very hot in Frisco. Oh, my. That Pizza Hut place or Pizza Hut Park or Pizza Hut Stadium or Pizza Hut Arena, I don't know what it's called, but they really like Pizza Hut at that place. But it's going to be hot. And that Dax McCarty, he is going to burn up. You see his red hair and his freckles? Oh, man. With that hair and them freckles, he better be wearing. He's going to be on fire. Oh. Oh my goodness! It's, you know it's going to be nighttime, but he better still wear the SPF 50, or else he is just going to fry. Our moon is hot down in Frisco. So, uh, have you have you ever seen the fans? They don't they don't even sit on one side of the stadium because it gets so hot. Because they got bleacher seats down there, hot silvery metal bleacher seats. Now I don't understand why you would put bleachers down at Pizza Hut Park, Pizza Hut Place, Pizza Hut Stadium, Pizza Hut Arena, Pizza Hut Play. I don't even know what it's called. Like I said, I, it's very confusing. I think sometimes they cook the Pizza Hut on the bleachers because it gets so hot. You know, I mean, is that's, that what they do? I think maybe they. Isn't that how you make pizza on, like, metal, on metal pans? I think that's how you do it. So uh, you, you just get dough, and you throw it on the bleacher seats, and then you throw that cheese and sauce in there. And, you know, it's not too bad. They call it bleacher pie. Bleacher I think pie. that's what they call it, sounds bleacher about pie. Right. It sounds about yeah. right. Um, now, as for this like, game. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I yeah. interrupt? I want to ask you guys a question if yes. you don't mind. Go ahead, Sugar. Go ahead, please. So – Obviously, you two are very uh, into soccer. I mean, why else would you show up on our podcast and just yeah, it's true. Give, us, give us your folksy wisdom? I mean, it's just there's no reason for it if you're not into the sport. But how big is the sport actually in uh, Texas? Well, Jason, there's these people down there, and I don't want to use the wrong word, but I think they're called Mexicans. And they love this game. They love kicking that ball all over the place. And my kids, I got four kids, and they just love playing the game with those Mexican kids. They have a great time. They're just all friends, and they just love running around with the ball, kicking around. Sometimes their friends run and don't come back. I don't know where they go. I really don't. I don't know if they got in trouble. I'm not asking. I mean, that is not, you know, I just I have nothing to do with that. But they really love the game, and that's why I love the game, because my four kids, Larry, John Boy, Lily, and little Molly Ray, they, oh, they just have so much fun. I've got four kids of my own and one on the way, and I agree. They just love the game. Uh, I hope to have a six that can play uh, by the time I turn 25. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. they, they love the sport. I've been watching it, and I, uh, you know, as my kids play, and I've just been getting into it. And I bring it to the game, and they just love it, you know. So, yeah, despite the fact we're known for our football. You know, we, we actually like the football, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, My only problem is I hope they – I really wanted to call them Dallas team, the Cowboys too, but apparently that that Jerry Jones guy just didn't want another team called the Cowboys. But I think they should all be called the Cowboys, the Maverick Cowboys, the Star Cowboys, the Cowboy Cowboys, and the FC Cowboys. What's the problem with that? I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, we got the, the big blue star everywhere in our house. We got one on our car. It's, uh, you know, dust out of the way. <laughs> uh, ladies, thank you very much for joining us. I'm, I'm afraid I have to ask you, um, I, I have to, you know, get back to the show. And uh, I need to bring Pat and uh, Truman back on. So any last things you guys want to well, say? Well, I just want to let you I, – I, I just want to let you know that Truman's actually letting me make the prediction this week. Um, oh, no, he is. Okay, this is this is this is a yeah. first. Truman's giving up his prediction. Let's. I want to hear the, this. Well, this will this will count towards Truman, so he somehow doesn't get as he calls get screwed in predictions like he did last year. I don't know what he's talking about, but he rambles on every time I talk to him on the phone. But anyway, I think the Red Bulls. It might be a little bit a downer after that big game in that big silver stadium they played in. But uh, I think they're going to be fired up and maybe, like, run around the field for about nine minutes, maybe get a draw 
Oh, I'm sorry, a draw. We we say draw because that's how we talk is with a draw. I think they're going to get a draw. And uh, I think it's going to be low scoring and another another 1-1 game because those Red Bulls, they love playing them 1-1 games. And I think that's what this is going to be, 1-1. And I just can't wait to listen on that great broadcast they have on those Friday night games. Those broadcasters are just the best. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to let y'all know, all you, all y'all traveling fans, you come on over for some rhubarb pie and some BBQ after the game. Hey. We, anybody, hey. everybody comes to Texas is family. We love you. We love you. Come on down. We'll be come waiting. Come on down. Okay. If I, if I was coming to the game, I would definitely take you guys up on the offer. But ladies, thank you very much for joining us and for filling in for Truman on his prediction. Hopefully, you, you do him well. Oh, thank you, J.I. Pico. Thanks for having us, Sugar. You're very welcome, ladies. All right, well, we'll get Pat and Truman back on. It's time for my prediction. God, those ladies ever shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, they ramble. What? I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how many more times we can let them back on, Jay. They really kind of ramble. But they're very nice. What the hell is rhubarb pie? Does I don't know. If, if a nice southern woman is offering you food, do you really turn it down? Yeah, I guess not. See? All right. Uh, what's my prediction? Since you interrupted me, you know. Um, I, I think, like Pat said earlier, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown game. Um, you know, the emotional game against New York City and then traveling to Texas on a Friday night. Uh, I think it's going to be a little closer. I think it's going to be 2-1. Uh, Dallas' offense is really high-powered. Um, and I, I think they'll beat the press that the Red Bulls have. And uh, but, but the Red Bulls will get one because the Dallas back four is a little plagued with injuries at the moment. So, uh, by the way, Former Red Bull Stephen Keel will not be available for this match, as far as I know. Oh, no fro. Yeah, and uh, since Tim Cahill's not around this year, a Red Bull will not get kicked in the crotch. <laughs> I can't guarantee it. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'll say this. Get another, definitely another place where uh, the Red Bulls have never been like too intimidated to play at. It's not really a very threatened place. So that's, you know, I, I could definitely see a draw happening, so I'm just going to read with my Texas lady friend. I, I have no idea what her name is. I really don't even know how I get a hold of her, but... <laughs> I, I don't know how you manage to get a hold of her either, but, I mean, she's very polite and, and willing to talk, obviously. So. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's all those Texas, uh, Ted Cruz message boards that Truman frequents. <laughs> Probably. Very <Yeah>. likely. <laughs> all right, uh, so that's it for the... Uh, Dallas preview. Uh, Truman, I, mm. I, I think it's time for your uh, your new feature. Oh your, boy, your, your your team of the week. You know, yeah, the terrible team of the week. And I I, I feel that this is only be like two teams that's gonna just alternate every week. And as much as I would love to make fun of Philly again, one team really completely embarrassed themselves thoroughly yet again. TFC. Because they embarrass themselves in three ways. Number one, they lost to a bad Houston team that put them at 500 at home in the reopening of their big fancy stadium. Pretty embarrassing. Oh yeah. Uh, to jump forward ahead a little time in time, they won yet lost again when they played Montreal in that little Canada Cup, despite having the lead. They they had the lead. They could have gone on. No, they let Montreal score again. Uh, win on away goals out of that little silly Canada Cup doohickey. Uh, and I love MLS.com putting out a story saying, uh, despite loss, uh, they're happy that the DPs are playing good together. Who gives a shit? You lost again. Who cares? You're not, they're not playing that well together if they're still losing games. <laughs> uh, and to top it off, they're loser fans. Uh, if you don't know, I'm not even going to repeat the line or the hashtag or the abbreviation, but they're dumbass fans uh, jumping in the middle of an interview, yelling something disgusting to a female reporter, and I love that she completely called them out on it. And maybe not fair, but hilarious that a couple of those guys got fired from their jobs. Well, um, they were on camera, so... Right, you know? His and, name is Sean Simos. Good. Yeah. Let you, for you younger listeners of the show, which I don't know how many there there are, but if you're a younger listener and you happen to not be in the workforce yet, let this be an example. Anything you do in public can come back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, there's, just a now, there's a thing called YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. 
everything you do or say. And periscope and all this other crap. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't feel bad for you getting fired from your job because you were an, a complete asshole and you kind of got what was coming to you. I, I do not feel sorry for you. Uh, have fun not going to games. Have fun not having a job. Uh, you, All those guys, the ones who said it and the ones that laughed about it on, on TV, scumbags. And that, and then, TFC, losers. Uh, all, yeah. o- all over the board, losers. And real quick to add on to this, you, you get called out for it and you double down. That's not a smart strategy. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you get called out, you know, just put your tail between the legs and uh, run off. And uh, to all our younger listeners... Do your parents know you listen to this show? Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> ass- well, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming if they're younger that they are at least 18 years old since this isn't an uh, explicit podcast. They uh, probably listen to it under the blankets with a flashlight. I wonder how you I, – I guess they put the flashlight on the phone even though you don't need it. Yes. Because it's a backlit screen and all that stuff. I, I'm curious if anybody actually does that with books still. Uh, be surprised. I, that'd be awesome. Probably not. Yeah. No, it's probably a backlit e-reader now. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for the kid whose like dad barges in on him and listening to the Red Bull rant, and he's like, "What are you doing? Nothing, Dad. Nothing. I learned this from you, Dad. Not doing anything." <laughs> All right. Um, last thing we have on the agenda: uh, in our countdown to episode 150, we are taking uh, top 10 moments, both submitted by you, the listener, and by ourselves. Uh, this week, it's one of us to pick. It's actually Truman. Yeah. Uh, he picked up a moment from episode number 36, which was titled Ran, uh, USA A-OK. Uh, it was, aired, uh, it was um, put online on October 19th, 2012. And this is, or it was, our uh, field reporter, Ruby Collins, talking about her experiences at the Azteca. Our L.A. correspondent, who, when last we left her, she was in a hospital because she was assaulted at the Azteca, but she's here now in L.A. Welcome, Ruby Collins. Ruby, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm recovering nicely. Yeah, they didn't treat anyone uh, too well down there, did they? Uh, in the hospital? Oh, down in the Azteca. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Um, if, if by too bad. No, it's, it's pretty bad. That's pretty scary. I've never been assaulted before. The, the bad news is, uh, not too long from now, we're going to have to send you back down there because the USA is going to be uh, making another trip down. So, I don't know, bring some riot gear, I guess, for your next trip. Yeah, I mean, the, the worst part was the piss, was the hearing. I stink yeah. forever. Can't yeah. get out of my clothes. Yeah, because at least if when they throw sandwiches at you, you can maybe if you're hungry, you can take a bite out of the sandwich. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the urine... Not so much. Happy birthday, Ruby Collins. It's her birthday today. Oh. So that was my pick. Uh, what's, what's, what's her Twitter handle? Uh, is at Robot Hands. At Robot Hands. You should go follow her, even though she doesn't tweet a lot. Uh, she's still our roving L.A. reporter, uh, roving around in the L.A. area doing who knows what. Uh, she's an awesome friend, very good person. Another one of our very early guests, and we appreciate that she actually took time out of her busy schedule. Uh, to come on, and uh, all I'm going to say uh, to finish it up is Eric Winaldus should still, uh, you know, pay his bill. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and if you want to submit a moment for our countdown to episode 150, you can either do it through our email address, which is redbullrant at gmail.com, or on Twitter at redbullrant. And please let or us just call us. Or, yeah, I mean, if you want to call us. I mean, who would want to do a silly thing like that, right? Yeah. Give us a ring. Yeah. Because yeah, as soon as we uh, run out of ideas, uh, we're just going to start throwing darts at episodes. Like, yeah, let's find a moment in this one. Oh, I have, <laughs> I have at least two lined up. So that mean, that gets us down to eight, seven. That that's six left we have to do. There you go. So we we have six spots at least. Maybe eight if people can convince me otherwise. Ooh. So, uh, with that, oh, actually, uh, do you guys have anything to, to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, that we didn't plan. Boy, I don't believe so. I think we've covered it all. Yeah, I mean we're we're going on uh like fifty two minutes recorded something like that right now. So. What a 
What a great show. Yeah. This, this was a great episode. Well, you know Seriously. what? We, we want to we say that we didn't have guests, but we did have guests. So this was a, this was a guest-filled show. Those, those were unplanned guests. guests. Unplanned. Yeah, which are the best. The best oh, kind yeah. of the ones that just show up. But let's see. We had um, NYCFC and their stupid fans. We had an NYRB2 update. We had our predictions that uh, Truman decided to leave it up to the uh, the women from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truman's terrible team and uh, a, a nice flashback in time for Red Bull Red. So I mean, that's what what more can you ask for? Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I do have one more thing to oh, discuss. Very, very quickly. Very quickly. Uh, Forza Lucha this year is going to be August 9th. Uh, August 9th. It's a Sunday, and it's going to be before the blue team. So again, we're talking about the blue team. This is going to come before it. It's going to be at Buena Braza. Uh, which is just a block down from where El Pastor once stood. It's going to be outside. Uh, we'll have more details coming up. No, we have guys booked, but we're not going to announce anything just yet. Uh, you go follow us at Forza Lucha. we got the Forza Lucha Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Plus, next Saturday, which is the 23rd in Easton, PA, we're going to have a Forza Lucha comedy show with the guys at the Heavenly Podcast who did the play-by-play commentary for Forza Lucha last year. Uh, the three of them are going to be down there with a bunch of other comics. It's going to be comedy. They're going to do wrestling jokes, regular jokes, all kinds of stuff. It's free to get in. It's going to be at Mother's in Easton, PA. Uh, you can send me a tweet if you want any more info or Facebook, all that stuff. So if you live in or around the area, come on out. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, now that you bring up that date, that reminds me, uh, I will not be there because I will be running in the 500 for the Fallen Relay say uh relay starts in Concord, Massachusetts and ends in Arlington, Virginia. Uh basically we run for as a charity called Children of Fallen Patriots that helps send kids uh whose parents lost their lives uh serving the military through college. Uh I have a donation page, so if you'd like to help me out, I'm like one sixty short of my goal and that would be kinda cool if uh we could uh, help me out just I guess send me a tweet. Uh, whatever. Uh, if you just want to, and if you just want to donate to the run, it's 500 for the fallen dot org, I think, or if it's not that worries dot com. Uh, soccer related. If you haven't seen the E60 about Seth Blatter, it's awesome. Check it out. It'll probably just make you mad because you know nothing's going to change, but uh, you know it's very, it's very fascinating. And uh, I guess welcome to the U.S. Men's National Team, Getty Zolim, the newest savior of American soccer. <laughs> Um, and one last thing, if you are interested, and we, we've already had people email us if you're interested in uh, covering the New York Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls 2, uh, Sky Blue FC, US, uh, United States uh, national teams for Once a Metro, um, go check out the post we have on our website, onceametro.com, and email us at oamsoccer at gmail.com for more information. Just throwing that out there. Uh, we're looking to supplement what we have, get uh, everybody some better coverage across the board. Uh, with that, let's round out this episode. Uh, if you want to find our archive, you can go to onesometro.com slash red hyphen bowl hyphen rant. Uh, help us support, or help us by supporting the show at patreon.com slash red bull rant. Uh, you can email us during the week, uh, the show during the week at red bull rant at gmail.com. If you want to call, leave us a voicemail, one that we haven't had in a while, uh, 973-348-5329. Uh, Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant, at Red Bull Rant on Twitter for the show, at once underscore A underscore Metro for our for the Once Metro site, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACD82 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. You can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Ball hyphen Rant. And uh, just a reminder, and I'm going to push this back, um, the current... Old feeds, I say old because we have uh, new feeds set up, the old feeds are going to go dark. Um, we were saying the end of May, I'm going to push it back to, uh, I think, it, I'm going to do the, the week before the first game in June, which I think is June 6th. So the first week in June will be the last uh, week of the of the current feeds. Um, subscribe to us to the new ones. If you search, it's Red Bull Rant. That's it. The current feeds, like Red Bull Rant. Uh, audio or something like that, just find Red Bull Rant, that's it, on iTunes and uh, Stitcher, and that's the new feed that you should go follow. Any last words before we wrap this one up? Win, 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 win,
Yeah, prove me wrong. Win. All right, so for Pat, Truman, and myself, this was episode number 142 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates.